welcome back to Weird Distractions Podcast, a podcast where we talk paranormal, true crime, conspiracy theories, in hopes that we can provide you a distraction from everyday life. I'm Alex. And Christy, your other host. <laughs> Sorry, that was kind of a rude introduction of me. I apologize. <laughs> I came like real hard and I was like, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> it's the vodka talking. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, damn. Damn. Um, this week we are back to conspiracy theories. And we have a little bit of a plug before we kind of get into why or what we're distracting ourselves from. Um, we want to shout out Tales by Cole podcast. Uh, he reached out to us, gave us some really good podcast feedback and vice versa. Um, his show is absolutely awesome. It's true crime based. Um, and he is a fellow Canadian, which is super awesome. So go check him out. That's Tales by Cole podcast. Uh, you can find him on Apple Podcasts, and I believe Spotify and a couple other places. But uh, we listened from from Apple. So. Do it. Do it. Um, all right, Christy, what are you distracting yourself from? My distraction this week is, as people know, I live up in cottage country. And um, it's just been getting busier and busier because people are coming up and it's obviously the the weather's getting nicer. And my distraction is, again, I work in x-ray, take a lot of pictures of x-rays of people. There's been lots of accidents because there's lots of speeders coming up because that's the thing to do apparently up here is to start speeding when it gets nice. So there's been a couple of bad accidents and I had to go work for that. So that was kind of annoying. And that's the kind of crappy thing right now because we are still, I don't want to say lockdown because I think Canada, well, Ontario, I shouldn't speak for the whole country, but Ontario is kind of opening up a little bit. So I think people are kind of running with that and saying, oh, well, if I can go into home hardware or Canadian Tire, which are like home improvement stores of sorts, whatever, um, for those who don't live in Canada. I think people are kind of jumping the gun in terms of like, oh my gosh, we can do anything we want now, including going to their cottages and having friends over and having parties. And it's like, oh, we're I know, not like a- I wanted them to up the limit for people because I want to have a birthday party for my nephew. And hey. I was like, oh, well, obviously, if you give them five people, they're going to take an inch and take 10 people. So I get like they can only increase it so much, but it's still annoying. It's so annoying, and trust us, like, we we want this thing to be over, but we also want people to be safe out there, so um, hopefully everybody is safe out there, and that is a good segue to why I need a distraction this week. Um, I took some time off before the Victoria Day long weekend, and now I'm back to work, and of course, the first day back to work when you work in any kind of social service, social work, mental health field is fun because your phone is <laughs> literally bombarded with a bunch of messages and texts and calls and what have you from clients being like, hey, um, where are you? Can we talk? Can we talk? What are you doing? Help me. <laughs> Help me. Can, you, can you call me? What are you doing? I have a really good idea. Can you call me? And it's just like, I told you 17,000 times. I'm off. I'm, I'm off, but it's it's hard, right? Because especially when you have those uh, really good, strong relationships with clients, sometimes they just kind of pick you as kind of their go-to. Mm-hmm. So that was fun to kind of go through today. So now I'm rewarding myself with a glass of pink Whitney vodka and recording an episode with you, Christy. Deliciousness. Deliciousness. <laughs> All right. So without further ado. Let's talk about conspiracies. 
Now, if you have been listening since the get-go, you may recall episode two where we covered the babushka lady. And one more time, that is the babushka lady. Sorry, I just love saying that so much. It's so fun. Anyways, um, and the umbrella man and part of um, the JFK, which is President John F. Kennedy's assassination back in 1963. Um, So those were two identities that sparked a lot of conspiracy theories, which, if you might recall, I mentioned there were two more identities, and those would be the Badge Man and the Three Tramps, who I'm covering today. In case you're you're not picking up what I'm laying down, that's that's, that's what we're talking about today. (laughs) Exciting. (laughs) Exciting. Um, So first and foremost, we are going to dive into the Badge Man, and... This will probably be a little bit of a shorter episode, and I apologize because you probably should pay attention. There's going to be a lot of names dropped. It's going to be quick. It's going to be fast. It's going to be sticky for some reason. Just try and follow along as much as you can. Um, But the Badge Man. (laughs) Um, So the Badge Man is a name given to an unknown figure that was seen in photographs um, and I believe some video footage after the assassination of... United States President John F. Kennedy. Once again, that was on November 22nd, 1963 in Dallas, Texas, while he was riding uh, with his wife and I believe two other political uh, figures at the time and potentially security um, during a presidential motorcade. So some people, of course, speculate wildly that this individual was actually responsible for the assassination. Even though an alleged flash messes up most of the detail, uh, the badge man identity has been described as a person wearing some kind of police uniform, as there is a visible bright spot on the chest area, which is said to resemble a badge of sorts. So you can't see the face. All you see is a light coming from the chest area, which my mind goes to Iron Man. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> not a badge just strictly superhero it, it, okay. it's just iron man i'm sorry it's robert downey jr jr <laughs> um <laughs> some people based on this you know based on the fact that there appears to be some kind of badge speculate that it's actually someone from the dallas t- police department and there seems to be a bit of a I don't want to say like a, it's not like a full theory because there's not a lot of detail around it that I was able to find. Um, I'd love to be proven wrong, but um, essentially that the Dallas Police Department killed President Kennedy and framed Lee Harvey Oswald, who would be, you know, kind of pinned as the assassin for uh, JFK, that they worked in cahoots together and or that the Dallas Police Department actually just framed Lee Harvey Oswald. So there's that kind of, those kind of theories, which, honest to God, I looked so, I googled so many different things, like, Dallas Police Department, Lee Harvey Oswald, Dallas Police Department wanting to kill President Kennedy. Do you think there's a straightforward answer without having to read, like, 200 pages? Of more conspiracy. Of conspiracy and more difficult words that I can't even pronounce. So basically like, the conspiracy is that they just said that they think they did it, but there's like no proof. Like there's no reason why the police would want him dead. No, I do remember, okay. I do remember, um, I think it was in the BuzzFeed and Saul video about J- like the uh, JFK assassination that 
it was kind of odd that Kennedy was going to Dallas at that point in time because his numbers weren't really high there. Like they weren't, Dallas wasn't, a, I don't want to say a big fan of Kennedy, but um, I think that might have something to do with it. But then once again, like I don't, it didn't really say too, too much. Mm-hmm. And you go there to get more numbers because they don't like you. So you try to lobby. Exactly. Exactly. So um, from 1963, we're going to jump to 1982. Uh, Gary Mack claimed to be the first person to discover the badge man figure. Um, in his opinion, the figure looked like a uniformed police officer and could be seen standing behind the stockade fence with their face obscured by the flash, as mentioned. But, you know, the small, bright object visible on the chest. On his chest, sorry. Their chest. Who knows? It could have been... A, you never know. He, her, they... Whomever they may have been. Um, another self-proclaimed witness named Gordon Arnold claimed in 1978, before Mac, that he was filming the motorcade while wearing his U.S. Army uniform when a shot passed close by his left ear. Gordon was apparently near where the alleged badge man was and reportedly can be seen in photos near the badge man. He just felt a bullet go by his ear. I know. And I was like, how <laughs> can I slowly just feel that? Like that's, that, like that's a, that's a feeling. You don't, you don't really just nonchalantly be like, oh yeah, you know, I uh, felt a bullet go by my ear the other day and I could have sworn it was a bee. Maybe it was the wind. Like it. <laughs> Oh, is the wind coming from the west or what? <laughs> I don't... Uh, anyways. Um, so many people have came back to try and fight the claims um, that this person was a cop. Essentially saying, like, that's bogus. This person wasn't a cop. And essentially try to argue that it was more so just an optical illusion. So. Okay. This is where things... Get funny. And I, I honestly was like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> when I was reading this. Um, Just bring it on. Claims include the glass bottle notion that the badge man image is sunlight reflecting off a glass bottle and not a human figure. Okay. To prove that, there was actually other photos and films takenly, t- takenly, taken immediately after the assassination um, which shows, in fact, a bottle sitting on top of the retaining wall where the badge man suspect, like, where he was, he or she thought or they be. was thought to be. Which, okay. <laughs> like, how does one tiny bottle, like, make a full person shadow type look? Person. Uh, yeah. Researcher and computer animator Dale Myers also believes that the measurements of the area give proof that the alleged figure would have had been in an impossible position to fire a weapon at the motorcade where the alleged badge man was standing. Okay. So, to, so to kind of summarize that, some people believe the badge man was a cop in a conspiracy theory that involved the Dallas police, um, in which they think the Dallas police either worked in cahoots with Lee Harvey Oswald or they killed JFK and framed Lee Harvey Oswald. Whereas other people believe that there is no way that would have been possible whatsoever based on the location and the image itself. Um, And because of the flash and because of essentially what was given in the the physical situation, it was actually an optical illusion of a pop bottle. Yeah, both doesn't work for me. And the identity remains a mystery to this day. 
And, and that's literally it. Like, I thought I was going to be jumping into all this information. And literally, that's, that, that, that's all I fucking got. <laughs> and I'm so angry about it. Oh, bad choice for the badge man. I know. So, essentially, the badge man identity, not... There, there's nothing else out there. It's either a cop or a pop bottle. You be the judge. So, that leads us to the three tramps, which my mind goes to Lady and the Tramp, and I got excited because I was like, oh, this is going to be about dogs. It's not. Don't get your hopes up. It's not about dogs. Okay. The three tramps are three men photographed by several Dallas area newspapers who appear to be under a police escort shortly after the assassination of JFK, once again, November 22nd, 1963. Since the assassination, various allegations have been made about the identities of the men and their involvement in a conspiracy to kill Kennedy. Here are the theories and here are the people. (laughs) So... I apologize because there's going to be a lot of names. I'm going to try and talk as slow as I can without putting myself to sleep. Okay. Here we go. Okay, so according to American attorney Vincent Baglosi, Baglosi, Baglosi. Botched, okay. I botched. Um, (laughs) Allegations that these men were involved in a conspiracy theory and working with Clay Shaw, who was a businessman from New Orleans, uh, who is under watch by the government already due to some potentially suspicious shit. Uh, Shaw's name was given to Louisiana District Attorney Jim Garrison during his already open investigation of Shaw. Shaw would actually be charged and tried in connection to the JFK assassination, but this charge would be acquitted. Therefore dead end next hunt and sturges so later in 1974 assassination researchers alan j weberman and michael canfield compare photographs of the men to people they believe to be the suspects involved in a conspiracy and said two that two of the men were perhaps watergate burglars e howard hunt and frank sturges So, E. Howard Hunt is also Everett Howard Hunt, um, who was an American intelligence officer and published author. From 1949 to 1970, he was an officer with the CIA, which is super cool. And Frank Sturgis was one of the five Watergate burglars whose capture led to the end of the presidency of Richard Nixon, which if you don't know what the Watergate whole situation is, please look it up because I do not want to explain it. I remember writing a paper in it about it um during my undergrad and it was the most painstakingly thing i've ever done in my entire life besides my entire undergrad anyways uh, <laughs> frank frank served in several branches of the u.s military and in the cuban revolution revolution uh in 1958 and worked as an undercop an undercopper undercover operative for the cia i should not drink vodka while we record this is i just have a good chuckle keep keep going <laughs> <laughs> people who actually like give a crap about politics which we do we're not crap bashing 
by any means but uh Mm -hmm. they're probably just sitting in their car or in their office just being like oh my god what have i put my ears through at this point who are these people pronounce the name or don't say it at all Uh, so the rockefeller commission reported in 1975 that they investigated into the allegations surrounding and searches on behalf of the cia into the potential participation in the assassination of jfk according to their research Sturgis became involved with Marita Lorenz in 1985. Why is this important? Because Marita, once upon a time, was Fidel Castro's ex-hookup partner thing and potential CIA assistance to try and assassinate Castro in 1960. So she was playing both sides. Do-do-do-do. Dirty. Um, yes. Uh, kind of badass, though. Like, just, just, like, just kind of badass. Like, she's hooking up with Fidel Castro and working with the CIA. Just be a spy and get a little something. It's fine. Um, Marita would later identify Sturgis as a gunman in the JFK assassination and part of the three tramps. But just when you think things are seemingly discovered or resolved or solved, the final report of that commission stated that the witnesses who testified that the two of the three unknown people and or the three uh, tramps had a resemblance to Hunt or Sturges were not shown to have any qualification in photo identification beyond the possessed eye of the average person. So essentially, once again, it's a dead end. That's depressing. So Sturges and uh, Hunt were essentially like, they're already involved with the CIA. They were or in the government, essentially, but just as a whole bubble. Mm-hmm. Um, they had ties to the Watergate fiasco with Richard Nixon. And I don't know if they were both either or um, supporters of JFK. So they're kind, they, they were kind of uh, like really good leads. But then essentially based on people who reviewed the photos, it didn't go anywhere. Like they, because they weren't expert photography identification people, it kind of went to the wayside. Yeah, so, nowhere. Didn't really look at them. So along with Hunt and Sturges was a man named Fred Lee Chrisman. In 1979, the House Select Committee on Assassinations reported that forensic anthropologists had again analyzed and compared the photographs of the three tramps. Um, in which this time they included Chrisman. So Fred Lee Chrisman was an author from Tacoma, Washington, known for claims of paranormal events and 20th century conspiracies, which, hello, you're our best friend. (laughs) Welcome to the club, Fred. You don't know who we are, and we might never probably meet. I think you might be dead, to be honest. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Um, So Fred was subpoenaed to testify in the case against Clay Shaw um, in the whole JFK assassination trial. Um, Essentially, based uh, during that process, a photocopy document circulated among Kennedy assassination bluffs claimed that Chrisman was one of the three tramps allegedly employed by a secret government agency. So he was subpoenaed to go against Clay Shaw. There was some kind of documentation going around saying that he was hired by a secret government agency. But that doesn't mean he did it. Um, because according to the committee, only Chrisman resembled 
any of the tramps, but the same committee determined that he was not in Dealey Plaza on the day of the assassination. So he wasn't even in, I don't think he was even in Dallas. Yeah, so it's a terrible conspiracy. So, essentially, people were suspect, suspected that now uh, Hunt, Chrisman, and Sturges were the three tramps, but never panned out. Dead end again. Yeah, nothing there. Okay, the next one's super interesting. So, in September 1982, contract killer Charles Harrelson, Charles Harrelson, the father of actor Woody Harrelson, mm-hmm. while wanted to murder a federal judge, John H. Wood Jr., quote unquote, confessed to killing President Kennedy during a six-hour standoff with police in which he was reportedly high on cocaine. That's a good start. Yeah, and just just a, a friendly reminder from the Weird Distractions podcast, girls. Cocaine can be fun. I don't know. I've never tried it, but uh, don't don't shoot people. <laughs> just don't shoot people. That's our takeaway from this episode. Don't shoot people on cocaine, or just don't do cocaine. Just both are great. Just don't. Just don't. Uh, J- Joseph Chagra. Uh, Chagra. Chagra. Chugra, uh, testified during Harrelson's trial that Harrelson claimed to have shot Kennedy and drew maps to show where he was hiding during the assassination. Chagra said that he did not believe Harrelson's claim, and it was reported that the FBI apparently discounted any involvement of Harrelson in the Kennedy assassination. So, once again, dead end. Nada, dead end. <laughs> and admitting to nothing, like, can't prove I know. it. I know, I always find it I don't want to say funny, but I always find it weird when people are like, oh, I did this. I killed this person. And then all the evidence is against them. And it's like, why Why would you put your hand up? Well, yeah. Why are you confessing to that shit? Con- like, do, like do you want to go to jail? Do something exactly. else then. Like you did do. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, the next one. In September of 1991, private investigators John Craig and Philip Rogers, who were working on a book about unsolved murder cases, claimed that Charles Rogers, who disappeared in 1965 after the the dismembered bodies of his parents were found in a refrigerator, was a CIA operative who was identified by his friends and relatives as one of the tramps. According to the Houston Chronicle, a homicide detective who worked on the original murder case of Rogers' parents described the JFK three tramps scenario as far-fetched. So, essentially, John and Philip were working on this book, and they're like, you know what? We would totally understand if Charles went AWOL after finding his parents chopped up in a refrigerator. Fair enough. Um Mm -hmm. And some of Charles's friends was like, yeah, he looks like one of the tramps. But all in all, the FBI ruled that out. So they can't so. prove it's anybody. And we are actually on our last last set of identities. So the next year, in 1992, uh, journalist Mary, Mary La Fontaine uh, discovered that on November 22nd, 1963, arrest records uh, showed that the Dallas Police Department had released in 18, or sorry, in 1898, in 1989, <laughs> released, these informa- released this information in 1989, uh, which shared three names of three men, Gus W. Abrams, Harold, Harold Doyle, and John F. Gedney. This journalist um, in the 90s, was looking at information that the Dallas Police 
police department released in the in 89 back from November 1963 there's a bunch of numbers I'm so sorry um, that essentially puts out these names of these three men um, who are arrested on November 22nd I believe so according to the arrest reports uh, the three men were taken off a boxcar in the railroad yards after President Kennedy was shot, detained as, quote-unquote, investigative prisoners, uh, discover, or described as unemployed and passing through Dallas, then released four days later, which is interesting. So, yeah, so they arrested them and then they let them go? Yeah. So they arrested them shortly after um, JFK was assassinated. Thinking it was them or, like, just because they were around? I think because they might have thought it was, they had something to do with it. I mean, they weren't from the area. They were kind of transients. Not to be offensive, if that's an offensive word. But um, essentially, like, they had no jobs. They had no home address. They were just passing through. Okay. Um, An immediate search uh, for the three men by the FBI and others was prompted by an article by Mary and her husband, Ray, on the front page of the February 9th, 1992 uh, Houston Post. Less than a month later, the FBI reported that Abrams was dead and that interviews with Gedney and Doyle revealed no new information about the assassination. So the FBI saw this article and the Houston Post was like, holy shit, we need to look into this. They look into it. One of the guys is dead. Two of them they interviewed. Not a heck of a lot comes out of it. According to Doyle, Doyle, uh, the three men had spent the night before the assassination in a local homeless shelter where they showered and ate before heading back to the rail yard. I think they were, and I think I mentioned this later, but I think they were jumping trains. So like okay. they go like one train car to the next train car and just kind of go wherever. Gotcha, gotcha. Yes. So in a 1992 um, interview with The Current Affair, Doyle said that he was aware of the allegations but didn't want to come forward um, in fear of being implicated in the assassination. He then added, I'm a plain guy, a simple country boy, and that's the way I want to stay. I wouldn't be a celebrity for 10 million. Is that what he sounds like? <laughs> I, that is my depiction of Doyle. Okay. <laughs> as soon as I said, I'm a simple country boy, I, I can't not say it that way. I'm sorry. Um, Gedney independently affirmed Doyle's account, and a researcher who tracked down Abrams' sister confirmed that Abrams lived the life of a train hopper and had died in 1987. So despite the Dallas Police Department's 1989 identifications of the three tramps as being potentially Doyle, Gedney, and Abrams, Um, There was lack of evidence actually connecting them to the assassination. Some researchers have continued to maintain other identifications for the tramps and to theorize that they may have been connected to the crime, but there's really not a heck of a lot that connects them other than the fact that they were in Dallas at that time. Some researchers also thought it was suspicious that the Dallas police had quickly released the tramps from custody, apparently without investigating whether they might have witnessed any significant relation to, like, any significant thing related to the assassination, and that mm-hmm. the Dallas police claimed to have, quote-unquote, lost the records of their arrest as well as their mugshots and fingerprints. That's so special. So once again, shitty drum roll. <laughs> Dead end. So once again, nobody knows shit about these weird people. (laughs) 
Um, I do want to plug in, though. So a 2004 Fox News poll uh, found that 66 of Americans thought there had been a conspiracy to kill President Kennedy, while 74% thought there had been a cover-up. Mm. Which, that's pretty freaking high. Like, I... Yeah. Is he 70%? 74%. Yeah, that's kind of high. Like, I don't know numbers, but I do know that's close to 100. <laughs> <laughs> I know it, it's big. <laughs> I know that's a big number. I know a big number when I see I'm so <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah, those all kind of sound kind of bogus and don't really go anywhere because, A, they don't really know what they're looking at. B, none of the people really match. Yeah. And just, yeah, nothing. And I think, to be quite honest, like, my stance on politics is that there's always a little bit of, um, like, crookedness. There's always a little bit of drama, a little bit of, oh, my gosh, he lied. Like, there's a little bit of just not great things going on, even in today's political environment yeah I think um, that's I feel like that's just politics in general yeah but I think at that time like in the 60s there was such a pivotal political movement going on with Kennedy that honestly I think there are there's so many different ways you can look at this whole assassination and you find something new every time Mm-hmm. Like you said, it's like what, four of who knows how many conspiracies out there. Yeah, exactly. And like there are a little bit more uh, different paths. Like, for example, are you okay? I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Just hit the mic. <laughs> um, I do think that, you know, there's different conspiracies. Like, did his family do it? Did, you know, um, the, pr- or the prime minister, the <laughs> vice president do it? Like, there's so many different, you know, did did Fidel do it? Did the mafia do it? Did the CIA do it? Did the FBI do it? Like, there's so many different avenues with this whole thing. And unfortunately, I think it's one of those things that we'll just never know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you said, there's, like, there's pictures of posts of what happened, and you could pick anybody out of the photo and jock up a story of why they did it. Exactly, exactly. And I think that's why, you know, unfortunately, because it's associated with someone's death, it does make for a great conspiracy topic, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's just one of those unfortunate things that happened in history that to this day, people are still making up theories and still trying to look down each and every rabbit hole. Yeah. So, without further ado, my resources for this episode include Wikipedia. Shocker. Um, and this really, not to be a... a, a Dink, but uh, kind of sketchy website called JFK-online.com. <laughs> that I, sounds I, super sketchy. Yeah, I essentially just wanted to like double check it based, like based on Wikipedia, but uh, they had a lot going on. It was kind of like, do you remember those Pixo websites? Yes. It was like kind of a kind of a little bit more advanced Pixo website. So, Christy, can you tell these people where they can find us and what have you? Yeah, you guys can uh, reach us on a number of platforms. We are on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Breaker, Radio Public, Overcast, and Pocket Casts. If you have any suggestions or just anything you want to tell us about, you can get us on our email at weirddistractionspodcast at outlook.com. You can tweet us at WeirdDistractI1, that is at WeirdDistractI1, and go to our Insta page as well at WeirdDistractionsPod. We do like to post funny memes in our Instagram story, so it's worthwhile to follow us. And they're great. (laughs) And they're great. Um, And just a reminder, you know, we do appreciate everyone's feedback. Uh, We do appreciate, you know, 
any kind of stories that you want us to cover in the future, we also appreciate that you listen to and review us if you can. Five stars would be great. But once again, we're not greedy. Uh, tell us why you like us. Tell us why you don't like us. Anything would be great. Um, and I think that's it for today. That said, um, remember, you can always find a distraction in the busiest of times if one simply look, look some if some <laughs> if one simply looks for the weird i almost said if one simply looks for the layered <laughs> would have been great that would have been that would have been better i think i think that's how we should end off anyways thank you for listening and see you later bye <laughs>